the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and water life science. I'm Sharon Kleina. I'm one of the few people on this planet Earth, and I, whenever I look at the globe and I hear about countries all over the world and continents, I think about how we got here. And that's why this show is so important. And be sure and listen closely because I'm going to take some very exciting new directions of where I come from with all of my research, all of these over 30 years, and good investments that we've made, improving with no question the infrastructure of our planet, priority everywhere, should be water first. Water is the priority. They say that oil and many of these packaged goods that we produce all over the world are important to the economy. But guess what? There's nothing more important than water. And the country, the state, the city, the county that puts their priority water first in the long run is going to be the most successful economy on the planet, and healthy people living there. Now, follow me for a second. Common sense. Earth had the water around it as in a circle for billions of years, in a circle around the whole planet Earth, and it looked like it was blue because of the water vapor. Something happened in the solar system, as I've told you before, that the water vapor that was a circle around the planet Earth that hadn't formed at life yet began to evaporate, the word evaporate, water, out of that bubble. Droplets of rain came down. And all of a sudden when that rain came down, and remember those are words of invention. They call it rain, came down, and it pounded, and it pounded, and it pounded. All of a sudden, here we are today. The womb of the earth is the water we breathe in the air of our life. And without that water in the atmosphere called humidity, water vapor, water vapor, humidity, atmosphere, You wouldn't have a breath. You wouldn't live. Your skin wouldn't live. Your breathing passages wouldn't live. You wouldn't live in the womb of the earth without water. Earth lives the same as we do. All life on earth does. Earth itself. Earth has water below earth called aquifers, where it pounded and pounded and absorbed into the earth but it came to the surface because it filled those aquifers like caves. Imagine it like a cave filling up with water. And around Earth, it was at different times of Earth's cycle and patience of Earth. You can call it an ecosystem. The water came to the surface, and we had a little stream 
and then we had a a creek, and then we had a lake, and we had rivers. But all of them began to run to the uh, began an ocean at a low point. The one that's the most valuable to us, the first most valuable, is fresh water. Brought all energy and life and breath to the planet. It coordinated all together with the organism of life on the planet that began to develop, plus living with the solar system. Can you imagine if it began to fight with each, all of it and didn't have patience and want to fight, to struggle? It had its tornadoes. It had its hurricanes. It had its volcanoes. They had all kinds of things happening on the planet living with the solar system of a cycle of timing, of frustration for the organism of the life to live because it was, it was water, energy, electrolytically. Now came human life. Human life inside of your body is no different as water. Each of those organs in your body, when you were in your mother's womb developing, in that womb, has a percentage of water. Each one has a percentage of water. The brain is 80 to 85% water. The lungs, 75 to 80. Your heart, 75 to 80. Your skin, 75 to 70 to 75. Blood, 50%. 50%. Teeth, 8 to 10%. Bones, 20 to 25%. We could go on and on. Everything in that body during that baby's development, that newborn life in there develops an organism of breath, life, to develop that once that baby is born and comes out of the mother's womb, but it enters into another womb. It enters into the womb of the earth, water vapor, atmosphere, humidity of life, to breathe. That whole body of those organisms, of that newborn baby, has to breathe through the skin, through the eyes, through the nasal passages, through the whole organism of its life, or it wouldn't live. And as you've been noticing, there's been lots of diseases happening. How many cures have we found for those diseases? We've got to get back to how it all began. The life on the planet through the water. Now, I want you to listen to this. Our secretary, Bonnie, looked up some things for me, and I always forget to uh, read it. And then my writer doesn't do a good job either on some of the press releases to get some of this information to you. And we're going to start changing that too. Some key facts here from the World Health Organization. In 2015, 71% of the global population, the 5.2 billion people, used a safety management drinking water service that is one of the one located on the premises, available when needed and free from contamination so they could study. 
89% of the global population of 6.5 billion people used at least a basic service. A basic service is an improved drinking water source within a round trip of 30 minutes to collect water to see about a study of water contamination. 884 million people lack even a basic drinking water service, including 159 million people who are dependent on surface water. They're not getting a service to test safe water. Globally, at least 2 billion people use drinking water source of contamination or feces. Where are are all those people that we're paying all that money in science in those governments and our United Nations? What are they doing with all the money that they receive to go study all this stuff and have a safe water for all of our planet? How much money? How are they doing with this? You know, they're getting nowhere. Uh Oh, lots of talk. Very little walk, and trust me, they don't have the right people studying. Globally, 2 billion people are drinking bad water. Contaminated water can transmit diseases such as diarrhea, cholera, dysentery, typhoid fever, polio, and we could go on and on. Contaminated water can be a, a, a serious problem for all of our, a lot of our diseases. Contaminated drinking water is estimated to cause 502 million very serious deaths a year. 502 million a year. Now, does that make you mad? It does me. You know, I watch these people go out and demonstrate in the streets of the world of freedom. And they burn the cars and they break, crash the windows and they hurt people and, and they wear obnoxious things uh, to get their... Why isn't somebody doing that to save these 502 million people? Goes to show that people are not very serious about saving lives and the life on our planet. What's their emotion? You know, it's kind of interesting because the brain is 80 to 85% water. Where's the brain? The contamination to the brain is probably the water in their brain. And the anger that people have and their mouth that opens with anger moments of angry disrespect and challenging people to dare them to defend themselves. And what opinion is what opinion? And I'm saying water should be the primary focus because it's your health. It's everything about your life. It's the newborn baby. It's the earth itself. You know, there used to be uh, this bumper sticker that people put on their car. I'm taking it all with me. There are people that go out and demonstrate Anger, turn angry to people, are disrespectful to people, they might as well be having that bumper sticker, I'm taking it all with me, and you're not going to have any water left. 
we've got to do something about this. We have to. It's serious. And it's getting worse. This report today is very serious. I kept hoping we could get a better one, and I was told by somebody, oh, there's improvement coming because of what? No, I don't believe a word about it. There is no improvement. It's not getting better because they're not making the priority that the value of water should be priority to all health, safety, and prosperity, and to bring peace to this planet. Today, we've got a really exciting guest. I'm really looking forward to it. His name is Bob Street, and Bob is a plant scientist, and we know those plants on this planet have been affected by the water that we're not taking, protecting, and we know that people don't understand the plant life of the planet because it's so, I truly believe, that the plant life is connected to our own health and how we should be studying our health and the plant's health on the planet. And there's a, there's a lot to learn today. Well, listen to our sponsor, though, which I am the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, Water Life Science. And we have a product that was asked of us years ago by Ophthalmology Research to study the eyes because of blindness is out of control, because of the atmosphere is over-evaporating. Our eyes are over-evaporating. The surface of the eye is 99% water. It's over-evaporating, and that which causes your anxiety, your health issues mentally, but because of your eyes, the vision impairment, to blindness. We developed a product for them called Nature's Tears Eye Mist. We're the founders of that product on this planet, and we own patents all over the world and in China. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the technology with just a mist, it's going to be the future of a new lifestyle and vision for people to be able to mist, to be able for the eyes to breathe, to supplement, to slow down the problems of the evaporation at the surface of the eye. And as you're misting, you're able to breathe fresh moisture at your fingertips with a portable device with just a mist of tissue culture grade of water. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Rob. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Yes, I want to introduce to you Bob Street and Bob's background in plant research. Bob's college education is pathology, pest management, agronomy. Bob has over 40 years of experience in crop consulting, farm management, research, technology, and product development. He's actively now involved in projects of soil remediation, making biological assessments of growth environments, and much more, and and to try to clean up food and water supplies. Bob, are you with us? Bob, are you with us? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> For a minute, yeah. I was going, ooh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm live and alive in Iowa, right, as we speak. You're right there in Iowa. So yes. uh, how long have you lived in Iowa? Well, I was born in northern Iowa, and anyhow, uh, lived a few years in Minnesota when we farmed in a different place. I have spent time living in Kansas four years, so always uh, stick pretty close to the Midwest, but uh, in the last few years, I've been in China, Russia, Finland, the Ukraine, and usually spend two or three weeks in different countries in South America during the winter months. All right, so you're getting around with your knowledge, and is that uh, being a consultant to assisting them? with their uh, um, c- culture of uh, crop growth and uh, concerns of uh, soil and more. Yeah, we're tending to see a lot more crop diseases on healthy crops, those having problems, and mm-hmm. there's a commonality in what is causing the problem. So that is what we're trying to help educate people on and help fix. Now, what is that commonality? Because I've been in many countries, and my field has been in setting water evaporation and and the atmosphere is water evaporation, the human evaporation, and the soil evaporation. What is the common problem? Well, commonality, one, uh, water isn't as energy charged as it should be and used to be. It's not as pure, not as fresh. And then to a great degree, we have somewhat depleted the mineral supplies in the soil. We've somewhat abused the soil. It doesn't have the health and vitality it once had. And to a great degree, the different pesticides we are using have had a harmful effect on the soil and that uh, the number one used pesticide is also uh, patented as a very strong antimicrobial, antifungicide. And... Uh, all the minerals that are in the soil are only made available to the plants through this microbial activity. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so um, when you go in and you look at that, and I've said it for years, the soil of our planet is reflecting the life of the human species too, Bob, because how it lives is how you're living with your health. It, they relate to each other because what draws the moisture from the air, the... Um, water vapor, atmosphere, humidity from the air is very important to the soil, but it's also important to your health, all living health, to be able to evaporate and then draw the evaporation and balance. 
Um, so when you go into countries like China and these different countries, you're going in to, to study their soil problems and the atmosphere problems too, maybe? Well, it's all somewhat related in that these pollutants oftentimes are moving through the air. Diseases are doing the same thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we basically have to uh, start at the basics, which is water quality, soil quality, mm-hmm. soil health, and then uh, looking to see what minerals are most important for creating a fully functioning immune system on the part of the plants. This all goes up the food chain, and if we're the top link in the food chain in quite a few areas, uh, we are tending to see a huge increase in different chronic diseases. The smartest medical people are probably the environmental health people, and they track, say, what heavy metals we've been exposed to and what pesticides might become coming through the air, food, or water that are affecting our health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, Bob, I always go back. You know, you can't do everything at once, but you go to the common sense. And I always go back to the quality of the water, always first, because the quality of water is the quality of your air, because they go together. And if the quality of the water is poor, and the infrastructure hasn't emphasized the water in that area, the quality of the air that you're breathing, the water vapor, the womb of the earth is that water vapor, um, it's going to be poor unless they start getting serious about studying the water and making sure the water is safe and has a quality that is healthy. Uh, So when you go into those countries, you're finding that the soil is reflecting no different than human life. Bob, I don't know how old you are. I'm 75. But have you ever heard of so many diseases in your life when we thought technology was able to find out what the diseases are and slow down diseases through the... They used to find cures for diseases. They're not even finding the cure. It's all medication. It's kind of like what you're saying they were doing to the soil. Is they're doing to human life with this medication. Trying to get by with the temporary... Pardon? Yeah, they're treating the symptoms, not the causes. Right. They're not treating the common sense. So, no, chronic diseases are just exploding. Right now, the head biochemist at MIT, uh, Stephanie Seneff, is predicting that by the year 2025, half the male babies born will be autistic. And just the cost of that, uh, say when a school district accepts a new autistic student, they assume it's going to cost them seventy-two dollars to $75,000 per year just for that one student. So it's an issue that we really can't ignore. Now, well, in China, blindness, Bob, I was brought in to study with op- ophthalmology many years ago because I had been studying the human skin organ, and I had noticed that melanoma could be the worst disease on the planet in time if we're not careful and didn't learn how to uh, work with the skin and really understand the water's relationship to skin. Well, they brought me in to study the problems of future blindness. By 2030, they expect blindness to be out of control because the surface of the eye is 99% water. And when you touch that eye with anything 
at all that causes a more evaporation problem, what do you think is happening to the, to, uh, the brain? Because the brain is 80 to 85% water bob connected in the womb at the same breath to the eye. So the eyes are having evaporation problems. The brain is going to go on overload with different individuals. Everybody evaporates differently and have a serious problem to blindness. Can you imagine all these emotional problems that are going on that are out of control and diseases that are happening? No cures. And you look at the soil, Bob, that you're studying. And I was very excited about having you on today because I've had others on that are backgrounds with soil and uh, organic farming. Uh, You know, you look at it, where have we been? There's priorities to our issues. And the infrastructure should be number one, water. And then everything will begin to fall in place with a good structure. But now you're finding, now I'll I'll tell you something else I've done. Uh, I live in Oregon. And I drive through California. And what they did in California way back in time, they built these canals for irrigation. The former Governor Brown, the father of the the governor now, they decided to have canals of water. So there would be no mistakes and people in California could keep up with their agriculture but also feed to the aquifers. And, of course, I look at it, too, to the atmosphere. It helps. Well, what did they do? They cut off those canals to those crops, thinking that little tiny species of a fish was a priority over the soil as a species, the aquifer below as a species, water as a species, the air as life and organism. There was nothing more important than that little tiny fish. And I said, my gosh, did you study the soil of what was going to happen? I had somebody on there. At the end of the call, they hung up on me, but it was almost flattering, Bob, because they hadn't. Because if you drive through California, the soil is breaking up into sand. And the sand, what is that? And your, your background can answer this. What is the difference, Bob, between sand and soil for our Earth to survive? What's the difference between the two of them? It's biological life, it's organic matter, and all the microbes that come with it using carbon as food. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we now have several different uh, testing protocols that can be used to basically quantify what is good living soil, what isn't. So uh, there now is a so-called Haney test, and there's what is called PLFA, polylipid fatty acid, where they actually can basically type out and do a genetic fingerprint of microbes living in the soil. A good connection there is basically what is going on around the roots in the soil is the same thing that's going on in our gut. Where those, We now know that we've got roughly twice as many bacteria in our gut as we do cells in our body. So that affects uh, minerals that are extracted from the food to build body parts and make the body function having an immune system. It also, the gut and the microbes in the gut are 70% of the immune function. And then also those microbes greatly affect our hormonal 
and mental health. So uh, same thing is going on in the soil that's going on in our intestines. Thank you for saying that. You're the first person who said that. <laughs> I've had many, many guests for 11 years, and we have some scientists that we're all going to have to get together one of these days. I'd love to include you, but that, that is exactly yeah. what I study. In fact, I was on the phone this morning with a scientific group in China that said, Sharon, would you join us on that study? Because that is exactly, Bob, the description of what's happening to the, the health of our soil and the oil, health of our bodies. They've got to study together. They can't study separate. Yeah, there's a and I chose to go after Bob evaporation as a, as a focus because I think it's the evaporation from the beginning of time, Bob, that began this whole relationship of this electrolytic energy that sparks. We have a doctor that comes on with me, and I'd love to have you on together with him, um, Dr. Jerry Pollack from the University of Washington. And they found a fourth water in the body. And we talk about what's happening to the body, water, and evaporation. And it was just like magic. And it's kind of like the CERN group in Switzerland found that, for, that dark matter. And one time I asked somebody from the CERN group, I said, that dark matter, that kind of slows down the evaporation of the planet so it doesn't just all fly away. And they said, that's true. Well, Dr. Pollock found a fourth water in the body that slows that evaporation down of the body. So it doesn't over-evaporate, and of course, people do because of their choices of life. But you just said it just right. That's exactly what's happening to the planet and to human health. We've got to figure this out. And it can be, it can be figured out, Bob. It can be discovered what, can be ha- what we can learn. we just got to get people to focus on it and not get carried away on too many anything else. Just some of us focus on how do we slow that evaporation and bring this back to a, uh, a desired balance of, we can call it eco-balance, of, of life? Well, it's, it's interesting. There was a Dr. Mercola interview a medical doctor. He's a triple certified medical doctor out of West Virginia, uh, Dr. Zach Bush. And he was involved mm-hmm. in, in uh, working with some humic acid products, uh, say fulvic acid, but they're finding uh, great benefits in people that have food allergies or irritable bowel or brain fog where they can basically eliminate those problems if they take a liquid fulvic acid. Fulvic acid is full of minerals, but yeah, the problem is you're saying we don't have enough hydration in the body. Uh, we're losing the vitality that's in the water. There's a real good movie out on water that a friend of mine who has a PhD in biophysics from a combination of Oxford and Tokyo University uh, put together a team of very good scientists, and they did a whole movie on water, and it had these uh, ancient research masters across Japan, Germany, and Russia, but, but very entertaining movie. But you know, the role of the water is to plump up the cells and keep the flow going of those minerals to the cells for nourishment. And it does the same thing to the planet. Yeah. Exactly. Now, 
Yeah, this is a big issue because, see, I had to speak at a big uh, food security and sustainable egg conference over in Beijing, China in July of 2014. And why it's at a crisis point over there is they've seen a 59% increase in cancer the last two yeah. years. Yeah, and they've got 1.4 billion people to feed. And if a high percentage of them have cancer, they just cannot afford to sustain that. So there were, whenever food comes, or grain comes into their countries, or their country, from Brazil, Argentina, or the U.S., they sent it to the diagnostic labs in Germany and Denmark, where they've got the best instrumentation in the world, and they analyze the grain for pesticide and fungicide residue. And they're finding them, and they're laying the blame for their increase in cancer of all sorts to those chemicals. In this country, the biggest uh, two types of cancer that are showing up are leukemia and lymphoma, and both of those are uh, blood cancers. Mm-hmm. And in, in work that was done by this company in St. Louis, they actually injected uh, radioactively labeled rats with this pesticide, and within 24 hours, 80% of it had gone to the bone, where it then went in the bone marrow, and what happens in the bone marrow but the manufacture of red and white blood cells. Mm-hmm. Thus, they get the mutagenic uh, activity going, and boom, you got cancer has been manifested. Yeah. But, you know, I have this reaction... Um to studying the water. And I think that when we study the water and understand the behavior of that organism, of the water, that we can learn to reverse that. Uh, you know, I'll never forget, I've got, I've got to take a break. We only take one break during the whole show. And we're going to come back and I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to talk to you about Ebola, what they did with water. And then we'll get into what you're doing with this agriculture. We'll listen to okay. our sponsor, Bob, and we'll be right back. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. They're in China now. Be looking for it. Look it up. Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Dr. Yang Fong and his team. Um, It's on the market for supplementing the surface of the eye. The surface of the eye is 99% water over evaporating. It's like a breath of life to be able to mist with a handheld portable device of tissue culture-grade water with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Bob. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Bob, before I go on, how do you pronounce your last name? Stride. Okay. Yeah, it means to quarrel or controversy in German. <laughs> my we'll husband from Holland. My name. I've been married to this Dutchman for 54 years as of this week. <laughs> you poor dear. I, yeah. My sympathies <laughs> I, are with you. I keep saying that to you, Bob. <laughs> I wanted to listen to this. <laughs> but his instincts with water are unbelievable, Bob. <laughs> He manages our whole FDA bottling plant and what we do, and it's just, I could go out and get all those orders and markets and everything and, and research, but he just knew exactly because of that, educa- that being below the sea level and all. <laughs> You've heard about the fellow with his thumb in the dike. I think my husband was the one with the thumb in the dike. <laughs> a little Dutch boy, but, yes. Yeah, he is a Dutch boy, 76 years old. <laughs> now, real, I could, I, the Ebola, did you remember when they had such trouble with Ebola? And then all of a sudden they said if they drank a gallon of water a day, they were able to begin to control what's happening. And no, I be, I'm a believer, that. Bob, that we've got to get back to that again, to where... Way back in the 1800s, they were learning about evaporation. They were learning about what was happening to the earth and the body and finding to look for cures. But water was a voodoo. You couldn't study the water like that because nobody would invest in something like that. They wanted chemicals. And it it gave the birth to all chemicals to be the biggest way to make money. I disagree, Bob. In fact, I, I was reading here where you were talking. Uh, there are important things to be addressed to produce the most bushels possible where a good portion of the profits might be contained. All I ever think about when I look at intellectual property and values, did you, have you ever read the book Harvesting Intellectual Property? Andrew Sherman no. wrote that book. It's called, it's an IP book. And he wrote it because his father was, had a little farm. And his father decided to sell the farm. But he wanted more than maybe it was obvious. So he, his father put together all these undi- unwritten documents of what he did to farm. It didn't have patents. It didn't have copyrights. It didn't have registered trademarks. But he put all these things together to show that secret way he, he produced that farm and sold it with intellectual property values to that sale. And he made a lot more money and than if he had just sold it as a regular to sell. And our lives out there, the value of them with technology to me is exciting. And I, t- I treat everything with t- technology, discover technology. And what you're learning and teaching us today is that you're learning about that soil and the difference between soil and sand is vital. 
And so tell us today, when you go into these countries, what are the differences? Are they all complaining about the same problem or uh, they all have their differences with what they've called you to, to discover? Well, they're, they're all different. I guess I've been enough uh, different places. Uh, you know, the best place I've been in lately for quality of food and feeling, feeling very, very energized after a meal was over in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So usually you don't think of Ukraine having the best food in the world, but I'd say it was tops. But we all have to look in them, and uh, just because they're doing stuff with older machinery or such doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. But uh, anyhow. We, I just uh, lost you, but you just said this because they're doing things with older machinery. Older, older, older machinery. Older machinery. Yeah, oh, doesn't okay. Mean, so, uh, say there's a, a number of forward-thinking companies that say they build a product lineup with minerals, botanicals, and essential oils and uh, fermentation products. But oftentimes what we have to realize is nature has given us the tool and the products, but we often aren't perceptive enough to recognize it and realize that it's there, it's present, and it's going to offer some great solutions that are safer and softer and don't have the uh, deleterious side effects that maybe heart chemistry has got. What you mean is harsh? It is hard. Uh, the organism of its life. <laughs> say most of the fungicides nowadays are either chloride or fluoride-based. Yeah. And if you talk at chemist at MIT and what's the effect of exposing living organisms to those two compounds, they say it's very damaging. Mm-hmm. So we have to get back to better nutrition in the food, energized right. water. So mm-hmm. we take a shower with an energizing tube shower head on it and on our, the water system. We've got a home well, uh, 180 foot deep in central Iowa, and mm-hmm. we've got this filler on it that uh, we think what it's doing is it's putting extra speed on the electron spin in the, valent, in the outer valency shells of the hydrogen atom in the water molecule. Mm-hmm. But it's based off the old principles from the Russian, German, and uh, Japanese masters. So Explain some, that to us. Uh, explain that to the audience about well, what you do with that, what you just said. Well, the inventor basically was trying to figure out why all the fish in the stream returned to one particular spot. And anyhow, it's basically when they create desalinated water to come up with fresh water, the Mm -hmm. molecular have the same uh, components to it, hydrogen and oxygen, but you've got very little energy in the desal water and it is not very beneficial to plant growth because uh, all plants, all humans are basically beings that run on electricity and we typically get the energy from the chemical bond energy contained in the food and they get it from the fertilizers that they take up. You can also deliver energy to a person or to a plant through the water and that is what is happening. So difference between rain that falls from the sky and the energy in it is you can wet the soil surface 
twice as deep as with an inch of irrigation water because mm-hmm. it's got the uh, vortexing action. you got the electron spin back supercharging and energizing the water. Hmm. Why does a person go to find that information? Uh, there's a... Uh, this particular fellow has a website uh, called Persanova, P-U-R-S-A-N-O-V-A, Inc. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna get you to spell that again. P-E-R-S-O. Yeah, P-U-R-S-A-N-O-V-A. And the inventor is, Persa, is a fellow. It's pronounced Persavana. Persanova, P-U-R-S-A-N-O-V-A. Okay. It's a combination of two Latin terms, meaning new life, new energy. Okay. okay. So y- you personally are using that? Yes. When did you learn about that? How long ago? Uh, about seven years ago when we happened to get introduced to this inventor who lived mm-hmm. in San Bruno, California, a suburb of San Francisco. And he developed it because he had a two- or three-year-old son that when he was taking a bath, he would go into convulsions, and after taking his son to the hospital, almost losing him several times, he figured out that he was being affected by pollutants in the uh, in his environment somewhere, and he finally figured out the skin is the biggest organism, and he was it was coming through his bath water. Okay. So Again. he was looking for ways to clean it up. Uh, nowadays, say if, if, say the environmental health people start working on a person, they look to see what heavy metals they've been exposed to in their work history or in their environment, what, uh, chemicals might be coming through, say the wallboard, the carpet, the upholstery that they're exposed to. You are they then look they then look to see what bio, uh, fungal or bacterial mycotoxins might be involved. And then next they look to see what uh, pesticides are coming through food, air, or water. And lastly, they look and see what sort of electromagnetic uh, signals might be in their uh, close proximity and whether or not they're allergic to those. Right. You know, one of the worst things that they've invented for human health is insulated windows and walls and then forced air heating and cooling because the inside conditions of some people. Now, follow me for a moment. When that baby is in the womb of the mother's water, it's developing an organism of all of individuality. Once that baby enters into the womb of the planet's water vapor atmosphere to live, that baby begins an evaporation, of course, because it's no longer impacted by that same water of the womb of the mother. There are no two eyes alike, fingerprints, and much more. That evaporation is the signal of each individual that is vital to understand their symptoms and their life. And that's something we hadn't been studying. And uh, that's the focus of, of, you're almost saying it through the conversation today, is whenever you're talking, I think evaporation, evaporation of water, because the whole planet's going through it from the beginning of time. They talk about, now let's find out from you today, 
about the word's description, global warming, global climate change. What do you think of when you think of global warming or global climate change? What's your first Well, you know, in the heartland here, Midwest, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, uh, we know, for instance, that our ground has been smoothed out, leveled out eons ago by glaciers. So we have glaciers when we have long, cold periods of time, when we uh, either have volcanoes going off or such, but we also have coal underneath us, and you only form coal when you've got a tropical forest. So to me, we've always had climate change, and that's just part of nature. Uh, the best climatologists I'm acquainted with, uh, what they realize is the earth core is semi-molten, it's lava, and it is its flow and direction of flow is influenced by strong gravitational pulls from the sun and the major planets. And where those lava flows go determine where the electronic ley lines are and the storms, the weather, the ocean currents all track along those ley lines. So we've always had climate change. We always will. Whether or not it's man-made, that is where the big debate is at. But uh, back there's a few really good books on climate that were written by Iben Browning, and he was probably the best climatologist of all time. And he wrote a book, and he discovered that in the mid-1200s, the Indians actually moved out of the Midwest because it got too cold to survive. So uh, we've got glaciers melting up north, but then lo and behold, they find tropical forests, they find coal, they find people uh, from skeletons that have... uh, you know, tropical fruit in their digestive system. So climate has always changed on Earth. Mm-hmm. And humans yeah, will uh, migrate according... Humans will migrate according to what climate dictates. Right. And you know, see, uh, that what's happened here in our modern emotional society, Bob, is people are making tons of money with descriptions like global warming, climate change, grant money, foundation money, and they go out and there's no common sense. It's all greed. Um, I look at it that way. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. And um, and that's the way you describe it today is the way I have been describing it. But you know, there's a description called technology. We can figure out with technology how to live with where we're at at the, at the time, with new inventions, new ideas, new thoughts, like you're doing with the soil and you're teaching people around the world. It's, it, it can be technology. People can make money at it, build the economy of wherever it goes, uh, with new ideas of how to live with where the planet is at the moment, with how we're, where we're at. It, it, it's there. How do you feel about that? Well, there's a bunch of uh, smart companies out there, both large and small. I just took a three-day trip, uh, flew out to Utah, drove up to Idaho, and spent time with an agricultural input supply company. And they are way ahead of a lot of other companies. But what they're focusing on are minerals, fermentation products, and botanicals. So they're actually 
using new methods of discovery, but using uh, what nature has provided to us that we oftentimes right. don't pick up on right away. And exactly. Good, good, good. We, got, we got into sugar beet fields that were going to yield twice what most do, and mm-hmm. most sugar beet fields will get sprayed four to eight times with a fungicide and an insecticide. And mm-hmm. what we're finding out now, which goes back to an old theory, if you make plants extremely mineral-rich, and energy rich, insects and diseases do not are not a problem anymore. And these fields that we looked at, corns, sugar beets, potatoes, they had had no fungicide and they had, they had no disease problems, they had no insect problems. So we're kind of going back mm-hmm. and rediscovering their nature was mm-hmm. very smart and humans oftentimes were stupid. Well, we you know what it is. We uh, there's only a minute left for you. Uh, we, we we think that the more complex it is, the more the smarter we'll be. <laughs> no, but we only have a moment people. left. What would you like to say to the audience? And I've got to get you on again. You sound like you're busy, but I am a busy person too. But I'd like to have you and Doctor Cecil, uh, Doctor Cecil, on, who's from NASA originally for forty years, and then another time with um, Doctor Pollock from the University of Washington. This would be a very, you're really right on a conversation that people need to think about. What would you like to say to the audience before you go? What they need to realize is agriculture and human medicine are directly linked. Uh, diet is everything because our body is made up of what we eat and where we live. We have to pay attention to it and take care of it. Good for you. Thank you for doing that. Well, you have a nice day, and I hope you enjoyed yourself here today. And we can do this. Oh, again. I have. Okay, so, Bob, you no, had a nice day. Looking, your family and be well. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I'm going to say wow, and I do that every once in a while. Bob Street, straight, absolutely was right on with the, all the, the evaluations and analytical. He, could, he was telling us things that you've never heard also. And that's what this show should always be about, listening to things that are something new to think about. Don't argue. Think. We can have a debate. Common sense. With what is there, what can we learn? And what can improve our planet and our health? But I want to thank you for listening today. The show is very exciting, and let's try to get it out there farther and farther with people all over the world listening. You embrace your life every moment and somebody else's on this planet, too. It's very important to you and to others. But Earth whispers, don't say goodbye and think about taking everything with you. Leave something of yourself behind. For all the children of the world and then others coming, that are very important to our planet to be here for eternity. Thank you for listening, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.